You are listening to the Brave AF podcast. This is the place where we talk about what it takes to live a bold, brave, and badass life, which of course is the mindset behind it all. You're in the right place if you want to give fewer fucks about what other people think, quit the procrastination, stop the people pleasing, and release your tight grip on perfection. I know a thing or two about all of it. (laughs) I am your host, certified life coach and rebel, Zena Jones. And I am on a mission to help women lead brave as fuck lives whilst also having their own backs. So my friend, let's fucking go. Hello, my friends. We have got such a treat today. I am so happy to be able to share this conversation that I had with my, one of my favorite humans on the planet, basically, (laughs) Becca Stark. She is one of my best friends. She is a coach, an incredible, incredible life coach, as you will hear demonstrated in this episode today. And she is a badass woman. So Becca lives to help people awaken to how magnificent and worthy they are. She has learned through her own deep journey into self-love, which you will hear about in this episode, and the healing that she has done, that our relationship with ourselves transforms every other relationship for the better. She believes that we can find unshakable inner peace by unconditionally loving and accepting who we are. And I've got to say, like during this episode, she drops some incredible like wisdom and ways that we can do that and also kind of talks about some of the areas that we really struggle to do that and why. I learned so much from her during this conversation. And my friends, we get deep and we get really vulnerable. It is incredible. So she says that when we end the war within, we liberate ourselves to have the life that we truly desire, the life that we were made to live. And if we were all to experience that, then we would create heaven on earth. Oh my God, I am so excited to share this with you all. This is the most profound conversation that I'm very happy to listen to over and over and over again, because I got so much out of this. And it is with my friend and coach, Becca Stark. Now, if you want to connect with her, I'm going to drop all of her links in the show notes and below this episode. So please do reach out to her because she is one incredible human that you will be very happy to be following and working with. All right. Huge love. Enjoy, my friends. So hello, my friends. Today, we are joined by my friend, my colleague, and one of my favorite humans. Becca Stark, who has had the privilege of being on our podcast before, because she's amazing, but we had to bring her back because I want to share more of her amazingness with you. But specifically, I wanted to have this conversation today around compassionate, around compassion, because Becca is one of the most compassionate people I have ever encountered. And I think, and I'm so curious to hear what you think about this, but like, You are like incredibly compassionate. I see with other people, like you're like incredible when you're coaching me or just as being my friend, but also I think that you're really good at being compassionate with yourself, which Mm -hmm. I think is a skill that so many of us struggle with. I'm really curious. What do you think? Oh, and say Mm -hmm. hi to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, straight into it. Hi everyone. I know. I love your audience. They're just magical. Um, yeah. Hello. So good to be back. Always fun. Um, that is probably one of the kindest things anyone's ever said 
about me. And I thank you for that. That is, if I, if I could write that on my tombstone, my epithet, <laughs> that would be amazing. And yes, compassion has always just come naturally to me towards people and things and animals and, yeah. but compassion, self-compassion is something I had to learn and practice mm-hmm. and didn't start practicing it until just a few years ago. Like it's definitely something that um, I had to set an intention around yeah. and, and learn how to do. So yeah, yeah it doesn't oh, come naturally. Yeah. That's yeah. so interesting. Right. Cause I think, I think as women, we are generally, well, this is my thoughts anyway, like we're generally quite good at being compassionate towards others. Like I, I feel like that's kind of innate in us. We can be compassionate. We can turn that on. We can mm-hmm. act that way. But when it comes to ourselves, that's like foreign. That's like speaking yeah. another language. That's just strange and unnatural and all the things. All the things, super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, a lot of the the challenge I I help people work through or a lot of the reasons we aren't compassionate towards ourselves is we feel like we're letting, we're somehow letting ourselves off the hook. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have this misconception that if we're compassionate towards ourselves, we're not going to expect anything of ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're just going to, you know, give it all up and never accomplish another thing in our life. And, and we don't trust ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's one reason it's so hard to be compassionate. And two, I think we just, innately we're just so hard on ourselves right like I I remember saying to people and I I probably have said it on the podcast like we beat ourselves up in order to be better and do better but it doesn't work but we keep doing it (laughs) like we think we're going to beat ourselves into submission but it never works it never works long term right because I work with a lot of like really successful people who that has been how they've achieved so much success is they have this standard for themselves that they can never quite reach. Mm. And so they've achieved a lot on paper, but they're miserable on the inside and they're full of anxiety and stress. So yeah, Yeah. you can accomplish things from that, but it's just the journey is so painful and what kind of how you can't even enjoy the things you've accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't feel good on the inside, what's the point of having all the shit on the outside? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have a really big question for you. Mm. You ready? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just want to like, let everyone know that I've given her like, no, like forewarning of what what we're going to talk about, what I'm going to ask. Nothing. I was like, we're talking about compassion. You're coming on the podcast and I love you. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> this is how much I trust you. Like, yes. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so my big question for you is how do we be self-compassionate for ourselves? Like how do we be compassionate mm. towards ourselves? Oh, I love this question. And I have thought about this so much mm. in my own journey and a big breakthrough for me in practicing self-compassion. I heard a definition of compassion once, and I'm not sure this is like, you know, correct by Webster, but compassion at the root means being with, Mm -hmm. like fully being with. And so when I started practicing self-compassion from that, that definition of Mm -hmm. compassion is being with yourself 
in what you're feeling in your darkest moments, in your weakest moments. It's not abandoning yourself when you fail or when you are depressed or when you're irritable, because I think we, we expect so much of ourselves that when we aren't being the kind of person we want to be, we turn on ourselves Mm -hmm. and we judge ourselves and we don't allow ourselves to feel the hard feelings and Mm -hmm. we force ourselves out of hard feelings or we numb ourselves or we distract ourselves. And so compassion to start practicing compassion. One of the, the, the first things you can start to do is just slow down and get to know yourself, like be with what you're feeling without forcing yourself out of it so quick or without judging it, getting really curious, like, huh, you're really irritable today. Like why, I wonder why you're feeling so irritable. Like, let's look at this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, like, Mm -hmm. I think that compassion and curiosity go really well together. Like being curious about like, why do I feel this way? What is going on for me? Why am I acting like this? Hang on a minute. Like, let's just have a look. Let's get really curious. Yeah. 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 And when you get curious and when you even start to do the deeper inner healing work with curiosity and you, you understand why you're reacting the way you're reacting or why, you know, you keep stumbling in this certain area or why, you know you start to understand, you get to know through curiosity, why you're doing certain things that automatically leads to compassion. Cause you're mm. like, Oh, it's because you, you were really hurt this one time. Yeah. So of course you developed this survival mechanism. That's like kept people at a distance. You're not a cold bitch. Yeah. You're, you know, you were, you're trying really hard to survive the world. And, yeah. and so instead of judgment, instead of judging ourselves, it leads to under self-awareness, self-understanding always leads to self-compassion, I think. Mm. I I completely agree with that. And I'm going to like offer up a vulnerable share as an example. So just yesterday, and I was actually going to tell you about this. So here we go. Everyone can listen. <laughs> Yay. Just yesterday, I met a new person. She's a woman in business here. And I met with her for a coffee. And I found myself having this weirdly familiar feeling from when I was a kid. And at one stage, she kind of read into something I said. And next minute I find myself, I'm not going to give all the details away, but I found myself lying and going along Mm -hmm. with this thing that she'd kind of assumed and just going along with it. And I was lying. Now, one Mm -hmm. of my biggest values is integrity. And I like left that conversation and I felt sick. I was like, oh my God, I went along with it. I didn't correct her. I, I just lied. I actually just lied. And anyway, I walked off and I came home and I was feeling so much shame. And just to mm-hmm. be able to say, I'm feeling so much shame, like, and, and why did I do that? Like, let's get really mm-hmm. curious about why did I lie? And I was mm-hmm. able to discover that that familiar feeling was like a threatened kind of a feeling I felt when I was in school as a kid, when I was bullied. And like, I remember having like nobody to play with at lunchtime and all the kids like, mm-hmm. you know, picking on you and being mean and not wanting to be your friends and things like that. And so I remember that I used to lie a lot as a kid to try and get people to like me and to try and make friends and to try and fit in. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of like a protection or a safety mechanism or like a default setting. And when I could like see that in my brain, I was able to offer myself so much compassion. I still felt shame. I felt ashamed of lying for what I did, 
but I was able to offer myself so much compassion Mm -hmm. from that place of seeing, okay, like this is why I did what I did. Now I can Mm -hmm. decide what I want to make it mean and what I want to do about it and how I want to treat Mm -hmm. myself. I don't have to beat myself up for what I did. Mm. That's it. That's Mm. beautiful. That is compassion in action. And as you're even saying that, I almost wonder if it could be defined as just the opposite of the judgment. Yeah. When we, when we judge ourselves, that's just it. That's the final say. Compassion is getting to know what's going on. What do you need? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause like what I, and I think I un- unconsciously kind of did that. I was like, what do I need? And so I did voice message a friend and you were my second one and I didn't get to you. So I'm telling you now, um, <laughs> but I voice messaged a friend and I also told my partner and like, he just gave me a hug and stuff. And it was just like, just to have some love and some, you know, mm-hmm. just someone just to hear you. And, mm-hmm. and also, and this is where I can, I can, I feel like it can kind of get tricky is you've got to pick your people. Like when you're sharing Mm -hmm. something like this, something vulnerable or something shameful, right? Like you've got to pick your people because if you're struggling to offer yourself compassion and like, I think her response to my voice message helped me to offer myself that compassion. But sometimes when you like, you know, you might share something vulnerable with the wrong person And then we take what they've said and make it mean, holy shit, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have done that. And we start judging ourselves Mm. and beating ourselves up. What are your thoughts on that? Mm. Yeah, totally agree. Mm. I think compassion is like part of one of the, the elements of compassion, the nature of compassion. And I always, I always relate it to the heart of the mother in its purest form. It's fiercely protective, like compassion. I imagine it as this kind of like, this thing kind of surrounding you with these arms of like, it's only going to let in what's going to benefit you, what's going to help you, what's going to heal you. And I think that's, that is so self-compassionate to only let people who you trust and who are going to meet you where you're at and give you what you need, see that vulnerable part of you. I think that's incredibly compassionate. Yeah. That's so fascinating. As you're saying that, like, I'm thinking if you wanted, like, if you were already beating yourself up and you wanted to share it with somebody who you knew was going to be like, well, that's dumb. Why did you do that? Like Mm -hmm. you would kind of be doing it just to kind of enforce, reinforce the beating that you're already giving yourself, the judgment that you're already giving yourself. Yeah. So the, the compassionate choice is to share it, share what you're going through with the people who, you know, will. Yeah. Mm will offer you that, that similar response and help you to really bathe in it. I got this weird visual before I'm going to share it. So I, I had this visual of like compassion. I have this, I'm going to try and describe it because I have no idea what it's called, but it's this (laughs) thing that you wash your face with. Right. And it's kind of like a donut, let's say it's kind of like this half circle, kind of a donut looking thing. And it goes rock hard during the day right? Mm -hmm. And then when you put it under warm water, it softens. And then you rub Mm -hmm. it on your face to clean your makeup or clean your face with, right? And I think that compassion is like the warm water that we pour on to soften and be able to like bathe and wash ourselves with. Oh my God. That gave me chills. That's (laughs) such a beautiful metaphor. Yeah. Such a beautiful metaphor. Because compassion is 
an action and yeah. And like it, the warm water that softens, it softens your heart. Yeah. Those edges. It's like you've taken Sweet. something hard and you've just like softened it mm. so that you can kind of mm-hmm. move it around and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Mm. One of the, the metaphors I like to use with my clients, cause we all have an inner bully, right? Mm-hmm. And you think of the cliche bully on the playground and he's so mean to the, to the, to the kid. Right. Yeah. And we all feel bad for the kid. And I always felt bad for the bully. And, but like when we are learning self-compassion, we engage with our inner bully, like that wise teacher who always comes on the scene and like gets down on the level of the bully and is, is like, I wonder why this kid is hurting so bad. And sure yes. enough, the kid always comes from a home where his dad's abusive or his mother's, you know, an alcoholic or whatever it is. Yeah. There's always pain there. And the Mm -hmm. teacher, you know, the wise teacher, Mm -hmm. that's us in our, in our higher self is it understands what the bully needs, where the bully's hurting, Mm -hmm. right? The bully's hurting. That's why he's being such an asshole. Mm. And that's, that's yeah. That compassion that is just soft. That softens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I was also thinking about a couple of things recently that have really helped me to get into compassion. And there's two things I was going to share. And the first one is breathing. So I have been introdu- introduced to a lot of like different breathing techniques to kind of, to kind of help calm your nervous system. Right. And mm-hmm. one of them being that you exhale for longer than you inhale. So you breathe mm-hmm. out longer than you breathe in. And I have been using that one quite a lot lately because it's just super easy to remember and and to to do. And I find that in doing that, I really help to like slow my brain down because generally there's a lot of rapid thoughts going on and I can slow Mm. myself down enough to kind of speak Mm. to myself the way I would like to be spoken to, the way I would speak to somebody else going through whatever it is I'm currently going through, experiencing Mm. whatever it is, right? Mm. Like I find just to focus on that breath really helps me to be able to drop more into my body and offer my, myself compassion. Mm. What do you you think? Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That slowing that response down, dropping down Mm -hmm. into your body, giving yourself a moment to be intentional. Yeah. And speaking to yourself, you said a really key thing when we can't access self-compassion, we can really borrow from how would I speak to someone I really loved right now. Yeah. If they were going through the same thing. Yes. And that's just such an easy way to think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes it's, it's harder to think about like, what do I need to hear? What would I want to hear? It's like, no, mm-hmm. how would I treat my best friend? How would I treat my partner? Mm-hmm. How would I treat my kid? Somebody I love and care about who is experiencing mm-hmm. this right now? Like, what would I say to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. You're such a good point. And the other one I was going to share with you, and I know this is one we've we both use is just getting out of your head and onto paper, like getting the shit in my head, out of my head, the thoughts in my head and writing it down. Like I've done that the last couple of days and I'm just like, Oh, no wonder, no wonder I feel this way. No wonder my anxiety is higher than usual. Like, Oh, no wonder. Like it kind of speaks to the curiosity piece and then you can offer yourself compassion. Right. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Totally. And that, that is that, you, and it begs the question of like, 
where does self-compassion happen, right? And so much of it happens in the way we're thinking and the way we're yeah. speaking to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. getting that out and just observing, like if you can bring awareness to the voice inside your head and you see it, oftentimes you're like, oh, wow, that's really, that's yeah. really a tough way to speak to myself. <laughs> Whose voice is that? Yeah. I want to bring us back to something you said before that kind of blew my mind. And that was like, because I think of self-compassion as a feeling, right? You feel compassionate. You can, you know, like that's a feeling you experience, but you said that self-compassion is an action. And now my brain is kind of hurting a bit because I like, I'm like, yeah, like when I like see somebody who's like, say crying, I would go up and give them a hug. Like Mm-hmm. that is my compassionate action like to like wrap mm-hmm. my arms around them and say what's going on like what do you need mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so I think it's both right it's a feeling and an action but I have mm-hmm. never thought about it in that way mm-hmm. yeah yeah you're moved by empathy right you're moved mm. by that feeling of oh someone's in pain I can connect to that pain yeah something's going on and then compassion is the the movement of going and being being with that person. And I love the example you used because, you know, you think of when people are grieving compassion, the most compassionate thing is being willing to sit with them in mm. their grief mm-hmm. and just put your arm around them and just feel their pain with them. Mm. Yeah. And it's not even like telling them, you know, you'll be okay. Exactly. Right? Like <laughs> it's generally not That's what we want really to hear. invalidating. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. That like invalidates <laughs> the way we feel like right now is not fucking okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. And this is hard and this does hurt and this does suck and what have you. And I got you and I'm here with you. I'm mm-hmm. sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I want to ask another big question. And that is why do you think that, being compassionate towards ourselves is so important. What do you, what do you think it helps us to do, create, be? I think I actually have come to believe that the relationship you have to yourself is foundational to every other. It like, it affects every other relationship in your life, relationship to money, to other people, to your work, to your body, Mm. And I think if you, if you are self-compassionate and you learn to practice compassion towards yourself, it, it enlarges your capacity to be compassionate towards others. I think a lot of times to be perfectly honest, if I look at my own life, like we, as women, like we know how to act compassionately, Mm. but oftentimes in our minds, in our hearts, we're full of judgment towards yeah. people. Yeah. Right. And that's because we're full of judgment towards ourselves. And mm-hmm. so when you increase your own self-compassion, you, you really do increase. It changes the way you see the world. You see the world much more compassionately. And yeah. that uh, makes so much really sense do. to me. Cause I really strongly believe like you know, people who judge others are judging themselves even harder. Exactly. Like, you know, people who are outwardly really judgmental are very inwardly judgmental to themselves, like being really hard on themselves. So that makes so much sense to me because I really think that yes, compassion is the opposite of judgment. And yeah, like if you are being more compassionate to yourself, you are more compassionate, like 
and and kind of considerate and curious to the world around you. 100%. And that, of course, is going to have like a really positive effect on like the way that you view the world. Ultimately, I think it just, it means that you feel better and you enjoy showing up in the world more. Yep, totally. And I mean, like on all levels, because like it's, it's a vibration of love, right? Mm. Whereas judgment is a vibration of fear. And when you're in the vibration of self-compassion of love and you're, you're, you're practicing it toward yourself and it's flowing out of you towards others, like we know, like you're healthier, you move through the world more freely, you're more creative, you're, you connect more, you're able to give more, you're able to receive more, you're able to, you know, think in, in bigger ways mm. when you're open like mm-hmm. that. So I really mm. do think it's like, it's fundamental. And the, uh, the piece of compassion that to me, I'm so passionate about too, because it's so important is forgiveness mm. and forgiveness to me is liberation. Yeah. And self-compassion is the ability. One of the things of self-compassion is the ability to forgive yourself for your own failures, for the own ways you've let yourself down, let other people down. And when you're able to forgive yourself, you free yourself from your past and so you can be fully present and you can, you can create life from now and create the future that you want rather than chaining yourself to your past and reliving past mistakes and, you know, feeling yeah. guilty all the time and bringing that into all of your relationships. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I does think that it, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it does. And I think like ultimately like if we compare it with the judgment, which we generally have a tendency to do is to judge and beat ourselves up, right? Like if we were to lean more over towards the compassion, I think that that means that we will then enjoy our experiences and our life more Mm -hmm. as opposed to like looking for what's wrong and what we did wrong and what, where we need to improve and how we Mm -hmm. are wrong and bad and like I don't know that I'm necessarily yeah. explaining that very well, but that's kind of like my overall kind of perception mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. it yeah, and you it, just feel, yeah. you just feel better. Yeah. You just feel better. You just feel better. Yeah. You need and, to, yeah. and, <laughs> and, no and I think compassion gets a bad rap and why like it is a, a difficult thing for people is we look at compassion and we instantly think, oh, it's just being kind of soft and, yes. weak and like just letting people get away with stuff and not yeah, holding people yeah. accountable and like letting people walk all over you. And it's so not that it's so not that. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that some more because like, I think of compassion as like a superpower. And when I teach mm-hmm. my clients, like the concept of having your own back and how to do that, like one of the most fundamental key pieces in that is your ability to be compassionate with yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like you say, people kind of wrestle with that because they're like, oh yeah, 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 but that's, mm, that's nice, Mm -hmm. but it's fluffy and uh, it's not gonna ultimately get me like what I want. It's not, what are your thoughts? Tell me. Yeah. Yeah. People think it's like letting people off the hook. And I think compassion is deeper than that. Compassion is actually like, getting to the root of what's happening so that you actually can change. Like when you're in, like, let's, I'm trying to think of an example. Let's say you, you keep shouting at your children 
And you just have this judgment towards yourself of like, I'm so short-tempered. I'm just like my mother, like I'm destroying my kids. This judgment. I'm so mad at myself. I hate myself for how I treat my kids. And you think that's like what you deserve, right? Mm -hmm. I should be punished there and I might change, right? Like if I'm mean enough to myself, I'll change. However, if you approach that with compassion, like if you slow down, like you said, I wonder why I am so short tempered. Mm. I wonder why I lose, you know, oh, it's because like, it's really scary to me to be out of control and like, you know, I'm being triggered by this or that. And then you can actually transform the behavior. Yes. I think it creates change. Yeah. Like it helps you to create change from an understand, like a a place of self-awareness and understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm. Yeah. Compassion doesn't stop at just being like kind to yourself, right? Compassion Mm -mm. is like truly loving yourself and your life and others. And like, just, it's like getting intimate. Yeah. It's like there's layers to it. And so many people, Mm -hmm. I think are just very aware of like the surface layer and the way that we kind of behave Mm -hmm. towards others. That's how we identify. You're very, you know, you're being very compassionate. Like, yeah, yeah. we confuse compassion and pity. I think. Oh, oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, we really do. Like uh, oftentimes we interpret pity as compassion. Pity is kind of a superiority feeling of like, feeling so sad for someone or, oh, those poor people on the street, like their life must be so hard. I'm going to give them some money. Like that's mercy. That's pity, right? Versus compassion is sitting down next to someone and being like, tell me your story. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I've got the most powerful visual in my head, right? Because when I was living in London, there was this man that I would walk past every single day. And I think he was homeless. He would sit there and read his newspaper and I assumed that he was homeless and I would say good morning to him. And every now and then I'd give him a little bit of change. And one day I went to the ATM and I just withdrew like a 20 pound note and gave it to him. But to that, like you say, I, it's funny because then I would kind of having not thought about it, I would have associated that as like a compassionate thing, but no, it was coming from a place of pity. Like I wanted mm-hmm. to help him. Mm-hmm. And one time I dropped off like a bag of food and stuff, but it's like, I wanted to help him, but it was coming from a place of pity, which I don't think necessarily has to be a bad thing. Like in my brain, I'm trying to wrap my brain around it, yeah. but like to sit down next to him and actually have a conversation, like bring a cough, a couple of coffees over and just have a conversation mm. that would have been a very different experience. Mm. And when you think of the human soul, like, what do we need? Like, what do we really need? Yeah. Like there's plenty of people walking past, giving him money, like all day long, like, yeah. Yeah. And food and other things. Like, I think he had a great location and and lots of that happening, Mm -hmm. but I never Mm -hmm. saw anyone actually sit down next to him and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're breaking my brain in such a good way. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that because there's nothing more like when, you know, like, and we get to experience all the time, we get to experience this all the time because we're in the coaching world and it's the most Mm -hmm. beautiful thing, but like Mm -hmm. how you feel when someone truly sees you and hears you and just holds that space for you to like, let you be exactly who you are in that moment Mm -hmm. and just sees you like that is 
that's compassion. Mm, that's so interesting because it makes me think about like how we as coaches hold the space for our clients. And it is like, we hold a safe place with zero judgment, right? And we offer a yeah. lot of curiosity to help yeah. somebody understand themselves. But I don't like, it's, it's funny when you think about compassion, like I don't think that I necessarily am compassionate with my clients, although I, I am, but I think I more help facilitate that for them. What are your thoughts on that? Mm, I think you're incredibly compassionate. I think <laughs> <yourself>. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'll take it. <laughs> and, and I think part of your compassion is you believe so much in your clients and you want mm. so much for them and you, you yeah. fight so hard for their dreams and the things that they're passionate about. That's yeah. compassion. Compassion is like grounded yeah. in truth and love and liberation. And you're, you're actually doing, yeah. I love that you said that. Cause I have never thought of that as compassion. And like, I think that applies to each of us is believing in ourselves and our dreams or believing in someone else in their dreams. Like that is a compassionate act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It totally Ooh. is. Cause you're seeing, you're seeing the real them, right? You're looking past. Yes the painful behavior mm-hmm. you're looking past the, the, all the things we do because we're humans and you're seeing, you know, them. Yeah. The true them. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah. so good. You're like, like blowing my <laughs> mind. Keep going. <laughs> I love this. So, so interesting to me is you actually practice so much compassion, everything you've said is so rich and golden mm. of like, even just practically how you're doing it is yeah, so and powerful. That's, that's funny because like, I look at you and I see you as like the, literally the most compassionate person I know. And I'm like, wow, like I want to learn from you. Like, mm. like when you're coaching me and when I see you with other people interacting, like you just hold the most beautiful, loving, caring space, like without even saying anything, like I feel compassion from you. Yeah. Mm. And so it's so interesting to hear that reflected back. Like, like I'm doing it. It's just that mine is a different flavor, a different, like mm-hmm. it, it looks kind of different. Right. hundred percent. Totally. Mm. Totally. Yeah. I think I have so a very for, like, yeah. I was just going to say, I think that's so good for people to hear because mm. I think like many of us make this mistake. Like we, look at somebody and think like, I need to be more like that because mm-hmm. that is the definition of this, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's compassion or courage or mm-hmm. confidence, whatever, like, and I'll give mm-hmm. you another example. Like for the longest time, I would look at extroverts, like mm-hmm. extroverted friends I had and be like, I need to be more like them because that is what a confident woman looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. like, I get to be my flavor <laughs> of confidence and be introverted AF. <laughs> I love that. That's such a powerful message. That's like the, mm. like the ultimate confidence is like yeah. being you. Yeah. Being fully you. Yeah. But isn't so, that fascinating how we, we so often are so, like, I didn't even know I was doing it. Right. Like I was like looking mm-hmm. at you and being like, you are the example of compassion like wow like like you blow my mind and yet like to see that like it doesn't have to look like that yeah and it can still be like incredible beautiful beautiful yeah 
and 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 the, all the flavors are so necessary. Yeah, because I yeah. hold really like nurturing energy, right? And like yeah, mothering kind of energy, and yeah. that's just who I've been. And that's not how everyone is going to experience compassion, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's Some funny because like different. you also create a like what I would call such a safe space, like. Mm-hmm. I have shared things with you that I have never shared with really anyone. Like I probably haven't verbalized mm-hmm. before. And also like, I'm not a big crier, but like just being in your presence, like we can be talking about something that's not even sad. And I start crying. <laughs> like, What is that? For secrets and cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic, Zena. Yeah. <laughs> it's magic. Sprinkle no, I've, I've heard, I've heard that. And I actually, that is, I'm, I'm intentional with that, but I also think it's mm. honestly, I think it, it is a gift because mm-hmm. I like, don't even have to try to not feel judgment towards people. Like, I just mm. don't like, I just, you could tell me the worst of the worst of the worst. And yes, I, I believe that. it. I a hundred percent believe it. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that like, there's like, I think as coaches, many of us or most of us, like I definitely put myself in that category, but like, I feel like you have like, yeah, like you just have an extra Mm -hmm. gift in that regard. Like, and I think it's just, yeah, you are compassionate and Mm non-judgmental in your, just your energy and the Mm -hmm. way, like you don't even have to say anything and that's just who you are. Mm -hmm. And people see that and feel that about you. That's beautiful. And what comes to mind is it's because I have been with my own darkness. Mm, Yes. Right. Like I have gotten intimate with my own pain and darkness and fears and, and fallibility. I'm making up words. Yeah. What does that one mean? My own potential. (laughs) (laughs) Like I've gone in and gotten, you know, and so I, I, I get it. I get the human experience and the things we do from pain and the things we, you know, and that, I think that speaks to the power of self-compassion and how you're able to energetically like hold genuine, authentic, compassionate space for people when you have gone on that journey of self-compassion. Yeah. And I think, I think that you have said that beautifully, like that is why you have that energy and that way about you because you have done that for you. Like you have held that space of non-judgment and complete love and compassion for yourself and your own, you know, inner struggles and life experiences and what have you. And from that place, it just makes it so much more easy, maybe even more natural just to become Mm -hmm. who you are for others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I, I, I gave myself lots of opportunities to practice. (laughs) (laughs) I set myself up nice. (laughs) (laughs) I've done a lot of, I've done a lot of shit in my life that, you know, that I had to like forgiving yourself. I always say forgiving myself was the most painful and hardest Mm. thing I've ever had to do. Mm. And I, I still don't know why hundred percent. It's so hard to forgive ourselves, but I think it comes down to receiving. Like it is so hard for us to receive forgiveness from ourselves. It's just, Ooh, so I'm hard. curious to hear more about that. Like, 
Do you care to elaborate? Like, what do you mean by like, yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, do you, even like, mm, I'm thinking about a lot of things now. Like my brain is like, ow. Um, <laughs> what about even like receiving for- forgiveness from others? Do you think that that's mm-hmm. easy? Is it? I don't think it is. Mm. I don't think it is. I think we crave it and we want mm. it, but we will continue to hold ourselves over the fire yeah. to remind ourselves of that thing we did. Yeah. And f- forgiveness is like letting go. It's yeah. literally letting go. It's that's done. That's not who you are. It's something yeah. that you did. Like, you know, taking full responsibility for your actions, mm-hmm. you know, and letting it go. And mm. we just don't let our own like and and part of that is brain, right? Part of yeah. that is brain like yeah, yeah. remember this, you know, don't do it yeah. again. That thing. Yeah. Like I remind you a million times. <laughs> Yeah. 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 But we are so comfortable in guilt. Guilt feels so. Yes. I agree with you. Like that's, this fascinates me, right? Cause I did a podcast on emotional comfort zones ages ago, but I really think that we like guilt is one that we're really comfortable feeling. It feels awful, but we're well Mm -hmm. practiced at feeling it. So we gravitate to it often And I think that we can practice any emotion that we want to feel more of compassion being one of them, right. Or love Mm -hmm. or connection or whatever, Mm -hmm. but there are some, and they're often negative emotions that we are so good. Like even suffering, like in general, we're so good at feeling it because we've so, we're so well-practiced in it. We like bathe in it and marinate in it all day. We do. We do. And I think what we're ultimately afraid of is freedom because we don't trust ourselves. Mm. So self-compassion, forgiveness, love, letting the past go is all freedom. Mm. And we crave like guilt is like rules and boxes yeah. and structure and it, it yes. keeps you small. It keeps you like, yes. you know, you know, boxed in. Yeah. Boxed in and mm. freedom is scary. You know, that's what you you coach on, right? You yeah. Help like, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. we're so scared of freedom because we don't, it's unknown and yeah. it's why it's wild. And we don't know if we can trust ourselves because we fucked up in the past and yeah. freedom is scary. And if we hold on to guilt, maybe we won't hurt somebody or we won't hurt ourselves or. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And to bring that back to like the forgiveness piece, like it makes so much sense, right? Why it's it is harder to forgive ourselves. Yeah. 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 Cause then we're going to actually like allow ourselves to feel better. Like if we yeah. decide to forgive ourselves and decide to be compassionate with ourselves and you know, it is, we can decide to do that. Then on the other side of that is, Oh wait, like, do I get to feel good now? Do I get to treat myself? Well, mm-hmm. do I get to love myself even when, even though like I did this mm-hmm. or this happened like it can be really yeah. uncomfortable to feel those good feelings, the freedom yeah. on the other side. Yeah. 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 Like, do I get to actually have the life that I want? Oh my God. What now? Holy <laughs> shit. That's a terrifying thought. <laughs> right. Like it's easier just yeah. to stay with like, no, it's too hard and I can't do it. Yeah. Cause that's yeah. well practiced. But what if I actually can and I can have it? Yeah. Mm. And, and not, not to open a whole new can of worms, but guilt is such a control, um, mechanism of 
religion, patriarchy, parents use it all the time to control their children, guilt, right? Like it's such an easy way to control people. And we're just so, we're just so oh, accustomed to it. Well, you opened a can of worms. <laughs> no, but I love worms. it. <laughs> but like, you're so right. Like in, in throughout our society, like we have had that like held over us. Mm -hmm. Right. We have been guilted into behaving certain ways and acting a certain Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. That is like you say, religion, the patriarchy, Mm -hmm. schooling systems, like, wow, at home, like even, I don't want to admit it, but I'm going to, but I even see it like in our household in the way that we parent. And you've just made me think, holy shit. Like I'm helping raise three little humans. Like, (laughs) am I doing that? Like, yeah. Wow. Oh, I 100% did it to my kids. It's so effective. Like, look at what you did to your sister. Look at how sad she is. Yeah. How, you know, you need to say you're sorry. Like, that is so wrong. You know, and yeah, you should obviously feel bad. we want to teach. <laughs> I know. We want to teach morality, obviously. And guilt has its function, right? Guilt yeah. lets us know we've done something, right, yeah. that we need to sometimes make right. But it's it can be such a tool of manipulation. Yes. It's like a fine little line from like which way you Mm -hmm. kind of tip Mm -hmm. yeah that's like a whole nother podcast episode you know right (laughs) you open a can of worms like right at the end (laughs) okay this is my night did you ever did you do did you ever watch Seinfeld not really but I know of it yeah like I've seen okay yeah. So the first one episode where George Costanza does not want to break up with this girl. So he keeps leaving, accidentally leaving things at her house. So he has to keep coming back with his keys. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes back to get his keys and he accidentally leaves his sunglasses. So he like, he, that's what I'm doing with you. I keep dropping <laughs> things at the end of your podcast so that you have to keep having me back. <laughs> I love it. I already had another idea. I can't remember. We talked about one the other day, but now you're like, there's more things here. <laughs> I love it. We're so is there anything else that you wanted to add? Is there anything you feel like we didn't touch on mm-hmm. or cover? I feel like we covered so much and we went really deep. And I thank you for that because uh, I'm going to re-listen to this because you've blown my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to re-listen to it too, because I think you, you've blown my mind and you ask, asked such powerful questions. Um, I mean, there's so many, so many avenues to go down with self-compassion, but I really do believe it is some of the most important work mm-hmm. we can do to, for, to offer the world. Like if we were all practicing deep self-compassion, we would heal the world. Yes. We just would. Yeah. Imagine the world that we would be living in. It would be very different. Yeah. And I yeah. want to like bring it back to what you said right at the beginning when I asked you like, what, you know, like, how do we practice self-compassion? What is it? And you were saying like, it's just being with, like, Mm -hmm. I wrote that down. I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. like that's a powerful definition. Like just being with, Mm -hmm. being with yourself without judgment. Yeah. Without judgment. Yeah. Without judgment. Being intimate, being with. Yeah. Yeah. So tell everyone how they can find you. And first of all, like 
I'm going to get my bossy pants on for a minute and be like, y'all need to go find her and hang out with her and (laughs) do all her things because she really, really is an amazing coach. She coaches my brain every single week Mm -hmm. and I love this human so, so much. So if you've resonated with anything here, go find her, go stalk her, go book a call with her and you can thank me later. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say something really quick yes I'll about allow you it. that I think your audience <laughs> no <will appreciate. laughs> go so Zena I am like beyond excited because Zena's coming to visit me in the states soon <laughs> and this is one thing I love so much about her is the two things on your agenda the two things I have lined <laughs> up that are must are going to Target yep and seeing squirrels mm-hmm. <laughs> is so true but in my defense we don't have target in new zealand and we don't have squirrels these are like the most exciting things ever when i go to the u.s oh my god i live in colorado which is one of the most beautiful states and when we're talking about what do you want to do and she's like target squirrels i'm like ah done sold easy (laughs) so i am so excited so we need to promise your audience that we will post lots of yeah we will we will share it all on socials like when I see a squirrel it's quite a sight and there will no doubt be videos because I run after it (laughs) yes awesome so to answer your question I'm at coach Becca Stark on Instagram which I've been hanging out a lot more on lately I'm Mm. liking it I'm kind of migrating away from the Facebook I still post there but I am on Facebook under Rebecca Stark Thornberry I'm I'm a little it's kind of an alias I'm going to link it in the, in the show notes so people can find you. I will give them all of the links. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But I like, you can find me on either of the socials. Yeah. Yay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And just so you know, you're going to have to come back. Hey friends, if you want to hang out, come find me on Instagram. I love playing over there and sharing lots of little gems. Zena.jones.coach is where you will find me. Remember, Zena is spelt with an X. Also, you can check out my website, xenajones.com. And if you would like to explore coaching and working with me one-to-one, then please do book in for a consult. I would love to chat with you.